When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hello and welcome to episode 63 of the Roger Report podcast. I am joined today by Blythe Bombshell Connor Bromley. Alright. Bromster, I prefer. You prefer Bromster? I prefer to be the Bromster. Well, he shouldn't have told us that because that means I'll never call you it ever again. Just call myself. Every time I speak, I'll just say Bromster says and then say it. Nice. And we have our producer, Chris Cam, on the show today. Evening. How you doing? Oh, I'm alright. I'm not so bad. Good stuff. And we have a debut appearance for Sparks, Johnny Goldsmith. How are you doing, mate? Yeah, alright. How's things? Good, aye. Not too bad. How, how happy are you to join the team? Uh, I'm delighted to join the team. It's been my dream since <laughs> since a child <laughs> to join the team. And I'm here now to give my very best for Rocker Report. He sounds emotional, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. <laughs> Tell exactly. me a lot. looking a bit teary. Red uh, and teary. Yeah. Do you know what, right? In these intros, nobody ever asks me how I'm doing. Well, James, how about you do the, like, the... Do you know how Goldie's not... Goldie? Goldie? Uh, we're gone. Goldie has said when he's a uh, little piece about being happy to join the club, why don't you act as manager and say how happy you are to have Ah, him? that's very good. I yeah. like that. Johnny, we're very, very happy to have you on board. Um, I think you'll offer a lot of rug report. And, uh, yeah, it's always nice to have options, isn't it? Options and options. A quality experience. Just for context, Johnny's got um, a master's in, in ra- broadcasting, haven't Radio he? broadcasting, yeah. So he's more experienced than any of us around this in this studio really isn't he which is why we've got him sat as far away from the controls and yeah the and, I, and I'm in charge still which is just <laughs> stupidity really anyway we shall go into this week's games we're gonna we're gonna talk about we'll get some Villa reaction we had a, a, a draw with Millwall 1-1 which was kind of a decent result in isolation but I kind of think we have to start winning games at this point of the season I'll give it a Chris first what went wrong against Villa oh Villa I mean what 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 went right? Mm. It was it was a, it was a weird one. We seemed to play fairly well at the start of the game. The goal we conceded was just crap. Uh, always end up with the same problems defensively. They panicked. Steele sort of watched the ball bounce past him in the box. Didn't really have much idea what we were doing to contain them, and it was a it wasn't a lack of like effort from most players, but a few of them let the rest down. Mm-hmm. Connor. What did you make of it? Oh, just awful from start to finish, really. Uh, well, first 20 minutes were okay. I'll give them the credit. The first 20 minutes were all right. Ajari, I looked bright. But the question marks over the team selection for me. Um, oh. I know. Oh. It's all okay, man. And <laughs> he he looked fine. If he's carrying a knot, he certainly didn't look like he was carrying one. And if you're fit enough to be on the bench and play 45 minutes, then for me, you're fit enough to start. I, I, don't, I don't see the difference. If you can pull your hamstring running for a minute or 45... I don't, I don't see the logic in going with Fletcher especially over Madger as well you know I mean I'm not Madger's biggest fan I think he needs a bit more seasoning I think he will be a good player seasoning what like salt yeah. and pepper oh, <laughs> some parsley or something <laughs> what are you on about seasoning <laughs> seasoning with what <laughs> seasoning the lolly seasoning's a two alright okay it is continue please right he needs a bit more experience se- seasoning. <laughs> he's sticking with seasoning seasoning he needs a bit more seasoning uh, before he can make an impact at this level for me uh, so it's the persistence with playing Fletcher I suppose that's baffling me and mm. the, the formation as well I mean I've spoken a million times about my views on five at the back but uh, keep it simple players know how to play four at the back and the five at the back just it just isn't working patently isn't working I would agree um, 
Johnny, would you agree that uh, Josh Madger needs more seasoning? Or oh yes, <laughs> he needs more seasoning there. Um, no, I think I think he could have. I would have been happy to start him um, from the beginning as well. Uh, Fletcher, I feel like maybe there's a clause in his contract where if he's fit, he has to play because, like, why else is he playing? Because he's terrible. I mean, um, I saw a couple of chances and his first touch is appalling. Like, I've never seen anything like a first touch from a striker that bad before. Um, but I don't know. I think like. Azoro had a few bright, uh, he looked quite bright. There was a few opportunities that they're like little tiny bits where it's like, oh, they look quite good going forward, but then it's just like not enough of that. It was quite late on as well when was, I think Azoro ran down the uh, flank and then he cut inside. I'm sure I'm sure that's what happened. Um, the game was already gone at that point though, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. So like we do that where we turn up when the game's over. Um, we normally get a goal late, uh, late on or something like that. Um, not this time, but... Um, but about yeah, about Madger anyway. Yeah, he should have started, I think, along with Zoro. We haven't got a three-word review this week because Gav forgot to put it on the Twitter. So thanks, Ooh. Gav. Boo. Um, so I thought I like the future, so we're gonna we're gonna keep it. So I'll go around the table to get a three-word review from each of you on the Villa game. We'll start with the Bromster. Madger needs seasoning, <laughs> <laughs> and then we'll we'll move on to Cam. Oh, just I mean still really bad Johnny Ashley Fletcher why oh I like I think, I think Johnny wins that you know <laughs> oh, I said seasoning <laughs> yeah but seasoning <laughs> strange isn't it right we'll go to some um, some good old Twitter questions um, we've got one here from Michael Bowers the players gave up again when conceding first yet we've also proven this season many times that we can at least rescue draws from losing positions we've beaten Fulham at home in the last couple of months and Hull is it just me that feels like this shouldn't be happening whoever wants to go first well I mean I feel I mean it's obviously everybody still feels it shouldn't be happening it's a point he's making I feel as though why is it that we keep having to come from behind why can't we just seize the initiative get on the front foot against everyone we play against like get up get at them a bit more and I think the answer is simply the uh, the personnel we have doesn't suit it Ashley Fletcher doesn't either he's low on confidence and he's crap or he's just one of the two but he doesn't have the uh, <laughs> yeah he doesn't have any impetus when he's on the ball he doesn't look to get forwards the only player we have who's actually looking for the ball he wants to make things happen is a, is a Jaria and he's stuck anchored to Catamol because mm-hmm. Catamol hasn't got the mobility so he's doing his job as well it sort of lets us down a bit I think that's why we can't we have to keep coming back from losing positions and we're only struggling to get ahead mm. every now and then and those are a bit of an, a freak result when it happens. Me and, me and Bromley made the point on Roker Report TV that playing McManaman and McGeady as kind of central attacking midfielders just didn't work. Johnny, would you agree with that? How would you how would have, how would you have lined up against Villa to to avoid the, the three 0 defeat? Um well, it's difficult when when it comes to the the back because that's I think that's the position where we're struggling the most because of injuries. But I mean, I always go for four four two normally with um, Oviedo on one side, and the other side I'd have Jones, and then I would have had O'Shea and um, uh, Browning was playing that game. Was he came he off? Came didn't off he? injured. He's out yeah. till the end of the season actually. Yeah, I would have played him from the beginning. I would have had them four, um, and I would have at four four two. I always like a diamond formation personally. Um, so then you'd have Catamol at the uh, head of it and then Ajari on the other at the front of the diamond then you have McGeady and McManaman on either side with Azoro and Madro up front um, that's how I would have done it and I don't know I mean obviously injuries means that we had to play uh, a different way um, to that but I don't know I'm, I, it's not a very defensive minded uh, approach I'd go for more of attacking side Mm. So. I think I think the time for just being defensive has possibly passed us by. Would you agree, Colin? Yeah. yeah, I think I think that you get the. Uh, I mean, I've been an advocate for getting more more flair players in a bit. You know, getting mm. McGeady playing because he is my top scorer, and it's generally our only chance to get a good corner in the box. But there's also, it's it's just it's just not working. Like I, I don't think it's even formations. I don't think you could do anything really tactically to change it. I think I mean I advocate forward the back, but. Would it make a difference? You know, the team's not good enough that it's clearly no chemistry between the players on the pitch. Um, I've never seen a team look so discombobulated. Ooh. Discombobulated. It's better than seasoning. 
We need a bit more season. <laughs> but no, I've never seen a football team, a professional football team, look so disjointed. Is what Sunderland are. It's it's weird to watch because it's difficult to pinpoint where the weakest area is, apart from goalkeeping. Like the rest of the team just looks awful from start to finish. Do you think mm. the players are overthinking their roles in the team? So instead of just being the I best just... versions of themselves, like Ajaria, his best position is going forward with the ball and attacking. Do you reckon he has? He now has too much responsibility. And he's overthinking too many different jobs, and it's now as a result pinning his play back, and it's happening with every other player on the pitch. So we end up with just a confused group of players. I, who I, I think that was definitely, definitely the case with Donald Love, who was asked to play right wing back, and every time Ajaria got the ball, Donald Love didn't really know what he should be doing because there was space, but he didn't really attack it, and he was kind of stuck between thinking, if we lose the ball here, then I'm going to be at fault for a goal because Aston Villa had some pace. So I think, yeah, I think you're right in what you say. They're, they're maybe confused, and that just comes with a lack of confidence, I think, as well. And I don't know. Do we blame Coleman for this, guys? Um, I think I think Chris Coleman is... Uh, obviously, I like the guy, and I think all the Southern fans do at this moment, but um, I just... I feel like he's a good manager at, like, motivating players, getting us, getting the players to feel good feel good about themselves, gets, like, a positive attitude in there. But I don't know, like, I've, is his managerial career in, like, the leagues hasn't been brilliant. I mean, like, obviously, mid-table with Fulham in the Premier League when money wasn't much of a thing at that point. And then you have, like, Coventry. I don't know how he didn't do Poor. too well there. Um, and then with Wales, I feel like the reason why they've done so well is because of their wanting to do it for Gary Speed. That's why I always think. Well, and they've also had Gareth Bale. And Gareth Bale, Ramsey, and and Gareth Bale of course, yeah, yeah. Um, but, I, I mean, I'm not saying it's his fault, but obviously... He's not a perfect manager, so he will make tactical mistakes like not playing Johnny Williams, I think. Yeah, why? Well. It's nice for somebody else to bring Wales up. Because yeah. usually I get my customary. I was going to say, just just like, I know this is a Sunderland podcast, but I just want to talk about Wales. And I think the Sunderland fans would like Chris Coleman, I and mean, if he stays and he has the money to do um, something with this team, then things could be different. But uh, we have to make, I think we have to make sure we don't like. For, like be all like cringy with them, like we like the mags are with Rafa, like in the sense of he hasn't really done much, but they love him anyway. And Coleman, if he gets relegated, it's like he has to take some blame for that, really, a but, little bit, not too much, because he doesn't have any money to spend. I think yeah, Coleman, you could blame Coleman for certain decisions he's made. You can blame him for some lineups he's he's selected, but you can't blame him for this team getting relegated. Mm. Um, it's you know similar way that you know Grayson had the same problem with the players that Coleman's having with the players Grayson didn't help himself in any way with his, the way he spoke and his selections and decisions but you can't you can't hold it all on Coleman you can certainly say to him like, well why haven't you started Williams why are you expecting Najari to play a role that doesn't suit the type of player he is why are, you, why, why are players like Donald Love standing on the wing not really with much idea what they're doing because that is a manager's job If you've, your players need to know exactly what their responsibilities are and exactly what their roles are and I have a feeling that he's he's not making that clear to the individuals. Just just to play devil's advocate on Johnny Williams, though, he's been rushed back from injury in the past, and he's played not very much time and got injured again. So it's the, that, the, there are there are only, circumstances that dictate. What's there's going only ten on games left, though. So if you're not yeah, going to play him now, then like, when are you going to play? Him? <laughs> 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 if he gets injured, oh well, so be. Yeah. If you're going to play him anyway, then what's the point? Actually, mm. He just might be being eased back, you know. I, I think. Back to the a long ease. The, the, <laughs> the Coleman questions and the questions around him as a manager. For me, shoehorning players into positions that just don't play. <laughs> he, he keeps doing it. And how can you mm. have sympathy for somebody who tries to play Billy Jones at centre back? And you can see uh, it's yeah. like you've centre backs that are surely to. better. Uh, uh, yeah, but against against Villarreal, his hand was forced with Billy Jones. He was the only fit defender on the bench, really. Wasn't yeah, he? but he, we I know he's got we the under twenty three games last night, and were them two oh, defenders. Tell me about it. I'm still recovering. <laughs> But were the two centre backs that played for Sunderland any worse than Billy well, one Jones? of them was Galloway? Well, Galloway had a good game. Yeah, he was, he was decent. I, 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 I was I was most impressed with Josh Robson, and if rumours on RokerReport dot com are to be believed, he is being let go at the end of the season. Which, for me, I see a player there. That's criminal. I really do see a player there. Like I, I did the match report and the ratings. I gave him. I gave him a nine. I gave him man of the match. There was a an absolutely superb last ditch tackle um, yeah. to stop Newcastle scoring. Um, I think they would have gone 2-1 up I can't really remember it's a bit of a blur that match what was Connor Shields like? 
Um, Connor Shields provided the assist for Gucci's second with a, a nice, ball in a nice ball, which was really good. Like he got up, up and down the wing quite nicely. He looks like a workhorse. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I feel I feel sorry for these lads in the under twenty threes because they just don't get a chance. You've got Tom Beadlin out on loan at Dunfermline, scored on his debut. He's played centre back. He's played in the middle. He's played um, as a defensive midfielder. He's played off the striker, and I think he's I think he's actually won won Dunfermline's player of the month and he didn't have a look at it Sunderland I know this isn't a Scottish Championship but you're telling me he couldn't have provided an option in the same way Honeyman has Beadlin must be asking himself that like I think I think the players like Strijek and I think the players like Beadlin and they must be sat watching Sunderland especially with the goalkeeper situation they've signed three goalkeepers all of them have failed and they keep rotating between those three having terrible games and Strijek must be sitting there thinking, "What do I have to do?" Mm. It's like Strijek wasn't great last night. No, he wasn't. Like, <laughs> but but he, but he showed something, and he showed strength of character to to come back and respond because he he was at fault for one of Newcastle's goals. But then he came back and served a penalty. But he also scored a great penalty himself. and scored a penalty. Yeah, he does well coming off his line. I was quite impressed with how willing uh, he is. He to made see. that mistake for the goal, but he did from that point see, on. He didn't he, bottle it for the rest see, of the game. He did. He, he came off his line, and that was the Josh Robson. Um, covering tackle I was talking about he came off his line and he was he was basically Backed sat off didn't he? he was basically sat on his ass by the attacker <laughs> um, and the attacker went round him with ease and if it wasn't for Josh Robson it was a goal so give him a bit of work but I, I like the strength of character to bounce back and to, to stand up and take a penalty to save a penalty and he saved one in the shootout as well I know Sutherland didn't go on to win but I'm all for giving the kids a chance I think Embleton should be getting a look he, he can take a he corner look, he looked good and his touch in midfield he was yeah. the type of player you could the thing I liked about the under 23s that that the senior squad don't do is when the ball comes out of the centre halves and into the midfield and this might be because of the way the under 23s were set up like that there was a big gap between the front four mm. and the two holding midfielders but um, the ball would go into Embleton and he would turn and he would go forwards and he'd either beat a man and play it out to a, a man open on the wing or he'd fire it into those strikers and let them try and do something mm. whereas when Catamore picks up the ball he'll look forward he'll see Ashley Fletcher and he'll turn around he'll pass it back to Kone he'll mm. ping it out of play I had a great deal more fun watching those lads last night because they, they showed heart and desire and they looked like a team they, they didn't win you know they, they were unlucky to lose on penalties in, but hasn't they, they gave the role didn't they hasn't that always been a thing where every season we talk about the under 23s under 21s as it was like always showing effort and was like well they should be getting more of a look in but they never do. Um, there must be something that's. There must be something that, for the reason why they don't get to play because. Obviously, I think it's, it's, I think it's just the the, like society we live in. It's just that desire for immediate success, isn't yeah. it? Like, the, the, uh, don't get me wrong. Like, we're, we're given we're given praise to, <clears throat> to the likes of Embleton and players of that ilk, in the under twenty threes. But they're not going to come in and be world beaters and have an instant impact. It's going to take mm. time, and time's something we don't have. I think <laughs> yeah, sorry, with youth players. Um, the managers at Sunderland over the last 10 years just haven't had a shelf life can they risk really putting in a 18 year old mm. if they're if they're not sure, if they've got a veteran player who they think well he can do he, he, he will do a job we know he'll give us a 7 you put a youth player in him might give you a 3 you mm. know and, and they'll know that you look at the the shelf life of a Sunderland manager is not even a year no it's poor so why would yeah. you take that risk I think that's like the managers and the, the coaches at Sunderland are looking at the unit 23s and judging them on their results in the Premier League too and against teams like Newcastle and uh, Newcastle and 23s last night were poor I didn't think they had a lot technically as Good. a side they tried to play it out from the back and they just couldn't break the press from that front four they couldn't do it they scored a couple of you know sort of fortunate goals from a bad bit of defending yeah, they hit the post twice and they did have a little spell at the end of the game but um, I didn't I didn't like if I was looking at those under 23 players I'd be thinking well if you want to really prove yourself you should be beating those mm. those players in front of you but the other hand you can't expect like a player like Josh Robson you can't say oh well we're not offering you a new contract this summer because we don't think that you're good enough to play for the senior team and say like, well how can you prove he's not good enough for the senior team because you've never given him a chance either at your club or on loan somewhere else I'm, I'm not sure Sunderland's senior defence would have been able to handle Newcastle under 23's attack last night to be honest because <laughs> I, they had I, pace I thought Newcastle were quite good to be fair I thought but I thought there was a you could see that they were both decent decent sides at that level yeah it's very like I call it football without personality at that level when you watch the under 23's because the it's it's the both sides try and play like a 
bland passing game. It's how yeah. I would describe it. And I don't know, it doesn't necessarily make. I mean, last night was a good game, but generally I was watching the twenty threes and think the game's timid. I was I was honestly so stressed. I've never seen game. anyone so stressed because I I was on match reporting duties, whereas. Um, Connor was on the Twitter so Connor was sat with his feet up basically just having a bit banter with you all um, and I had to do the match report and I had everything done and Newcastle won a free kick I think Galloway gave it away and then who was it that scored again I can't even remember now uh, Callum Callum Roberts Callum Roberts yeah a beautiful free kick so that like tore everything up so I'm thinking right okay I've just got to like rework my angle and change the scores and then somebody leaned over and oh, goes to extra time and I was like oh god <laughs> and then extra, extra time was pretty dull and boring a couple of um, couple of Newcastle attempts and then Sunderland players sort of lost their heads a bit yeah and, and, then it, and then it went to penalties and it wasn't a normal penalty shootout Goal, <laughs> goalkeepers started taking penalties people started taking penalties again so I'm just at my wits end the match report it's on rockerreport.com it's over a thousand words if you can be bothered to read a good look to you <laughs> I thought interesting just totally aside about the penalty shootout it wasn't ABBA it was the ABAB system and Newcastle right. went first and won the penalty shootout uh, so it just proves doesn't yeah, it yeah it was every single time especially in sudden death you'd see Newcastle would score and the pressure would be right back on mm. anyway we're going to go to a, a few fans thoughts because I'm keen to give you all a voice on Twitter the ones that interact with us anyway so we have just better. <laughs> the ones who don't fuck yourself. Well, no, no, I'm, I'm not saying that. It's just, it's just nice to give the fans the old voice, isn't it? Anyway, just the job. 2010 says after watching that shite tonight, I can honestly say that that is the worst Sunderland team I've ever seen in my 27-ish years as a fan. No passion, no quality, no worker ethic, and the worst thing is they don't care. David Thomas says in response to Alex McCain's match ratings, how can Kone have a six? Oh no, it was Gav, wasn't it? How can Kone have a six? Gave the ball away for the first goal and didn't block the cross. Looked half-arsed all night as he has done for the last two years. John Lee Williams, interestingly, to refer back to our prior discussion, says Coleman needs to come up with the goods very soon. Talks the talk, but can't walk the walk. That's scary. No, he's saying by come up with the goods, but does he not mean, like, come up with a miracle? Or the mustard or something. <laughs> do you know, I would actually say, do you know the match repeat, uh, match uh, player ratings? There we are. That's what I was looking for. The player ratings, a six is like average, which is funny because it's above a five. But if you give somebody a six, they like, oh they were just okay. Hey, if you're playing football manager, that's how the players start the game. Yeah, six point four. I really, really enjoy people's reactions to player ratings because they're just so subjective and there's no actual scientific scientific method towards them. It's just one guy opinion, one guy's opinion. And they just they produce well, such, such. Maybe we should draw up a set of parameters and rules about the player ratings that we all time have to for obey. That. Plus, it, it produces so many good tweets. It really, yeah, really it's tickles good for this. me. People do get irritated. Like he's not a six; he's a five. Well, no, <laughs> he's not a five. <laughs> well, we, we've had it all season with um, the Honey Man. Who oh, ev- everyone just thinks he's he's one of the most polarizing players in recent yeah, memory. Yeah, he is. Anyway, we've got Parker SAFC who says Catamol was terrific. All he did was stifle anything Ajaria started. Kone cost us the first two goals. McManaman did nothing. Coleman cost for the first two goals. Sorry, um, Kone, I said. I actually said Kone. I didn't say Coleman. No, it must be your Welsh accent. <laughs> no, but it's, it's your blithe. It's your blithe ear with a sprinkling of dickhead. Anyway, Benedict Plunkett. What a name that is. Benedict Plunkett. <laughs> Great name. Excellent. With two T's as well. Genuinely do care as still as much as ever. Almost guaranteed that we're going down, but I'm with the lads every step of the way. Fair play, Benedict. Good for you, Benedict. I, I'm, I'm, I echo those sentiments, but I am losing. No, you so. don't. <laughs> I was calling <laughs> them totally twats just last night. <laughs> <laughs> That's only because they conceded that free kick in the last few minutes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, average rating of five for the back four who let in three and a six for corner. Who, whoever. DZ Death Grips is might need to get their eyes checking on his head. That's Alex McCain, one of our editors. <laughs> so I'm sure he'll appreciate that. that. That's what I mean. Like he will go get his responses to responses to play ratings are just a treasure trove of banter. He, he that guy Cognito talks on a lot of stuff. Actually, he talk. Yeah, yeah, notice yeah. he hasn't got a, um, a Twitter picture though, and 12 followers as well. So can't really, you know. It's probably <laughs> it's probably a middle aged man Hope in the basement guy. somewhere. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Anyway, anyway, we're going to take a quick break and we shall be back with. Um, uh, what we'll be back with? <laughs> <laughs> Football. If you just scroll down on the plan there. 
oh, behind right, the scenes of Rogue Report. If you scroll down that dot, it's there. We go. Poorly produces. <laughs> oh no, we've already covered that. We'll be back with predictions for QPR. We've got some nice. We've got some Twitter questions coming up, and we've got a, an outro I've got here as well. So that's, <laughs> that's <what> <laughs> see you shortly. Hello and welcome back to part two of the Rogue Report podcast. Um, the news has just broke while we're sat in the studio that Ethan Robson has put pen to paper on a new two-year deal at Sunderland. Um, I'll read the statement out. The 21-year-old who rose through the Academy of Light ranks after joining the club aged eight has been rewarded for his efforts this season. He made his debut in the Carabao Cup tie at Everton September 2017. And speaking about the deal, Robson said, I'm over the moon and buzzing to get the deal done. It's great for me personally and it's something I've been wanting to get done. I've been here since I was eight. I would like to con- commit my future to the club. I'm a Sunderland fan and I want to do well as well as I can for the club. Pleased, lads? Uh, great news. Yeah, really, really brilliant news. Yeah. Getting him signed for me shows that A, there's somebody competent behind the scenes mm. willing to do the deal. Um, but it also shows, you know, he's the sort of player we need to build the team around. Azoro's got a year left. Madge has got a year left after this year. And I would say that they need to be the next ones on the list. Whether or not Azoro stays, I'm, I'm not sure. I would probably guess that he's going to leave next year. But they need to try and get them deals tied up for the younger players. Robson's really impressed me since he's came in. I mean, it's been difficult because he's been in such a shit team, but... Uh, it's definitely positive news for me. Like, Yeah, huge. I think it's big for the club. It means if he plays well, we'll get actual money for him when he decides mm. to leave next mm. year. Which well, is, uh, he was linked to Rangers. Uh, we're apparently sniffing around him. Uh, that's just the cynic inside us. Like, but I think if we can get them, th- those three of Robson, Madger and Asoro to stay at the club, you can that, that can be like your core, your young core to, to work mm. around. I really like ALS's tweet on this. This uh, Ethan Robson boldly grasps the ship's wheel and vows to hang on regardless of how deep it sinks. Well done, lad. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's uh, that's apt. Yeah, I'm really pleased. I think Robson can is one of the only players in the squad really who can get the foot on the ball. I would say he's, he's just he likes you know knits things keeps together. It doesn't simple. He? He's like your nana. He knits the midfield. He seasons the midfield. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, does he need seasoning as well? Ethan Rob, uh, Robson. A little bit. Yeah, a little bit, bit yeah. Not as much as uh, Asoro and Magic. Asoro does doesn't need necessarily season. Just <laughs> oh, Magic. this is Asoro good to go. Asoro, like. <laughs> he's, he's, a, he's a medium steak, whereas. Oh, he's microwave ready, Asoro. <laughs> <laughs> right, we've got a Twitter question from Mickey Luff, one of Rook Report's former writers. Um, imagine you're part of SAFC's marketing team. There's a thought. What would you do to try and shift season ticket cards in the renewal packs? There's a question. <laughs> um, mm. Don't send them and hope people forget to cancel. <laughs> just what? Just be really quiet. Like, <laughs> <laughs> just send like a letter with really small writing on it. <laughs> I don't know. I would say if it was me and I was if I was doing the advertising, uh, I would probably go with something like join the youth movement and put you know Azoro Madger Robson on the front of the packet before they all go. <laughs> before they all go. But I'm presuming they'll stay. If I was doing it right now. I would go, you know, that would be that would be how I'd go with it. Just try to write like some motivation, be like, let's make Sunderland great again and all this. Oh, God. <laughs> Build a wall between Newcastle and Sunderland. Make Newcastle pay for it. <laughs> yeah. Make Newcastle pay for the seats after last night. Oh god, we didn't talk about that, did we? We'll get on to that later. But anyway, for me, if I was in Sunderland's market team marketing team, I would they'll never do this because it means Ellis Short would have to like put his hand in his pocket. But just give like give people an an incentive, like an FA Cup game, a League Cup game. I don't think that would be people saying for a season. Well, you never know. You never know. Well, if FA people Cup think they're not getting round against Aldershot, oh, I can't wait. <laughs> you still this in for free, lads. It's if, it's, if it's free, if it's free, would you go? If probably not. If it you, was Aldershot, well, I would. I'm not. I think you're talking about you, Divvy. <laughs> still, like, who cares? It wouldn't, it wouldn't make us sign my season ticket. You got to renew next year, can I? Nah. Nah. Why? State your reasons below. Uh, number one. I might change job or get a job. That's really, really, really selfish. What? Because <laughs> <laughs> I have to move somewhere to get Yeah, one. you're not a true, true lads fan. You, you can tell you from blood. That's fair enough. I, I understand your statement. As <laughs> a Welshman, I just don't know. If I appreciate <laughs> your views. Your, you are. If you're Welsh, you're claiming your homelands like 400 miles away. So. I'm not getting into I'm the I'm 20 miles down the road. 20 miles away from Sunderland. 
Turn the mic. I'll take you. Turn the mic. <laughs> <laughs> Get Periscope up, Chris. <laughs> Goldie, what would you do if you were part of Sunderland's marketing team? Um, Quit. Yeah, I'd <laughs> be like, uh, find another job. <laughs> to be honest join me I've been <laughs> yeah. probably going to get made redundant anyway so you know I don't know if there's any point sticking around because I, I wouldn't know how to motivate people to come back if we get relegated to third tier for the second time in our history it's I, I don't know how you'd get people to come back like um, unless people are just like regular like they make it a day out where they've always gone every single season and they're just going to keep going because that's what they do I think it's just those kind of people who'll be renewing tickets next year. Like, people who stayed at the Aston Villa match, I presume are the ones who are, like, regulars and stay right till the end, no matter what. You know? What are you trying to say, Alec? I was off when the third goal went in, like... <laughs> I was in before 10 o'clock. <laughs> yeah, it was nice. It was nice. Storming across the uh, the Weir Bridge, really angry <laughs> with myself. One of my concerns, you know, like, I've been thinking if we get relegated to League One, well, when we do, like... How is sustaining that stadium? Like, you know, it's massive. Um, can we afford to keep that ground going? Really? Of course you can. Mothball the top tier. Easy. Mothball. You're coming out with all of the good saints. <laughs> <laughs> Seasoning mothballing. <laughs> so, yeah. I had another one. What was he doing? I don't know. It wasn't as good as seasoning or mothballing, though. Discombobulated. Was, yeah, <laughs> discombobulated. Somebody's yeah. been reading the dictionary. <laughs> I think the best thing you could do to get people to buy a season ticket would be to promise to repaint their seat if they buy a ticket. That's a good idea. Yeah, that'll do, yeah. <laughs> or maybe, like, their block so they can be proud of the block. I don't think that would work. <laughs> so, yeah, you don't know. Like, we will do essential maintenance on the ground and that should be enough for you to give us <laughs> We'll do something <laughs> that should have been done years ago. No other prices. You know, it could work as an incentive. Is if they said right, okay, if we get twenty thousand season ticket holders and the price is a hundred pound each, and mm. do like a for every person that gets a season ticket, the price gets lower. Oh, that's a good idea. Because Hartlepool did that years ago. It's where like a Blue Peter like competition, isn't it? Wouldn't, back in the yeah. day when you got the totalizer. Yeah, could they could do that though? Because Hartlepool had seven thousand season ticket holders a few years ago, so they gave everyone for a hundred pound, which meant they were making more money in the ground. So, mm. I think if you you set the same thing, if you hit, hit certain milestones, then the prices come down. I think that that ground, just to touch on what Johnny says, it's like it seems to me like it's fallen into disrepair a bit. We were in the press box last night, and you looked up, and I, did. I looked up. You looked up, <laughs> and, and you, the Lord spoke onto me. <laughs> you, you looked up at the white, the white roof, and it was like green with slime and dirtiness and oh cobwebs and everything. It was, yeah, probably off when my last one drove <laughs> last one again. But yeah, it doesn't look great at the stadium at the moment, does it? They haven't, pa- they haven't painted, they haven't cleaned the windows either in the south stand, like on the roof. Oh, they're not. Nah, it's just minging, man. It's minging. It's not pleasant. It's not ple- Could do with a lick of paint. Well, not, <laughs> I don't, don't think they've done anything to it for, since it really opened. Mm. Really? Yeah, nothing the, Nothing essential. The padded seats are nice, I noticed. I, I've been on the padded seats before. Uh, we like, sat on the padded seats from the 23 game. I thought, maybe if you buy a season ticket, you can have a padded seat. <laughs> yeah, but the damn seats are empty. Yeah, but then you look at a match day, there's like yeah. twelve people in there. You're absolutely screwed if you buy a padded seat. Then the the Newcastle come and start ripping them up and throwing them around in there. <laughs> <laughs> Shall we talk about that at the under twenty three game last night? That there was, was a, a small to. contingent of two hundred, three hundred Newcastle fans. If that, yeah, there was a few hundred of them. Yeah, I mean, and you know, I spoke to a couple of them after the game, and a lot of them were there with families and who are actually for Geordie's quite nice people, and they were they were they. <laughs> They were the most abs- heavily qualified sentence. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, absolutely appalled by for Geordie's and nice people. Is that a compliment or not? I don't well, know. Well, take it, take it, whatever you take it as, whichever way you want. But anyway, they were appalled by some of um, some of the Newcastle fans' actions. A minority, it must be said. But why come to the stadium light and rip the seats up? I just don't get it. Just Probably nice. doing us a favour, like you know, well, you need the seats changed, so I'll take them for you. Honestly, I was yeah, no. I was sat there and it was freezing cold, and I was wondering why I bothered going down. So I can't imagine getting on a metro for forty-five minutes through Sunland to sing about airports and it's because they missed oh, the yeah, they sang about airports didn't they, they did all the time yeah. <laughs> the only, they had like five songs it was like ah oh. <laughs> I think I saw one good ones. I think they I saw one tweet about Newcastle some Newcastle fans saying how they dominate in every derby it's like oh yeah do you Remember the last one in uh, a row yeah <laughs> <laughs> and it's an under 23 game I mean we, we spanked them like 7-0 behind closed doors and we don't bang on about that yeah. yeah, no, yeah, right. well, they would, but yeah. Obviously, we beat them too often, though, for it to be relevant. You know, like I mean, oh, I'm... it's still very relevant. We beat them. We beat them how many times? 
Yeah, can we even remember? <laughs> can you remember all the games? You see, they happen so often. I think it was seven. Was it seven? It was at least <laughs> half a dozen, wasn't it? it was... <laughs> Haven't we won like seven, seven nil, three games at St James's Park on aggregate? Like, if you put it's the three that, yeah. scores together. Well, uh, do you remember that uh, time when they drew, but in their eyes it was a win? You know, they drew a against moral us, win. but they thought <laughs> they won. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> moral victory. Was that yeah. the one where Shola Amiobi scored in like, the last ten oh, minutes? Oh, that was when um, there was one where Mitrovic scored and that. Ah, um, uh, yeah, yeah. Scored the equaliser. Oh, the Defoe. Defoe and the yeah, green yeah. shirt. Stephen Taylor dived once, like ten years ago. So I'm still <laughs> angry about that. If you want to go all the way back, we did beat them nine-one, which still remains our oh, our biggest away victory, that, their biggest relevant. home. Defeat. defeat. Isn't it the, the first division's highest ever away wins? I think yes, it might it be, you know. Yeah, so. Yeah, but, but it was 1909, so. Take or that, so mad. And we need to be careful. We're, 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 we're becoming slightly like some of those Geordie podcasts where they talk about events oh, yeah, from 100 Christ, years true ago. Oh, yeah. oh, true faith, where they start like rattling out articles about the time suddenly got relegated in ni- the 1980s. It's well, mad. actually, they were looking yeah. for writers the other day. What's that, what's that idiot called? That Michael, Martin. Michael Martin. Michael Martin, you're an idiot. We were looking for. Stupid idiot. They were looking for writers the other day, and I was debating. Uh, applying to be like a Sunderland correspondent they write so much about Sunderland <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they someone to be that correspondent why not have an inside man just let them know what's going on Wait, I, I, I he, played last night was still shit if he <laughs> wants to pay me like 50 quid a month or something now bash him out two articles about Sunderland well he's probably yeah. listening so Michael there you go Connor's yeah. uh, putting his name I'll, I'll drop my Gmail in the uh, YouTube link yeah, and if you want to use this podcast um, please feel free and we'll sue the hell out of you <laughs> <laughs> anyway we'll get back to more pressing matters um, sports fan on Twitter asks what formation would you play against QPR if you were Coleman and what do you do to improve player morale I love that sports fan yeah. like how did he get that Twitter <laughs> no 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 his, his, his name on Twitter is sports fan oh, but his, his, at, his handle is CF sport too I just couldn't be asked to read that sports, out loves the sports loves the sports <laughs> loves the sport. he's a sports fan <laughs> <He loves the laughs> What was any, it any particular or just all no I sports, just sports. <laughs> if there's a ball involved he'll watch it doesn't even need to be a ball he'd watch a man run he'd watch a man throw something he'd watch it. maybe a shot put yeah like just sports, on Sundays sports 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 he's got like this <laughs> <Did a> little... <laughs> sitting on his couch with a little flag that says sports <laughs> right come on <laughs> what was it the team what, what was the answer it's like the being in, it's like being in a classroom with a bunch of kids trying to get their attention back around well, you're the teacher you're the host get with order right right well stop talking <laughs> <laughs> it's a podcast <laughs> QPR what would you do Connor if you were Coleman if you were gloriously Welsh like Coleman what would you do uh, don't know send a viral <laughs> infection in the post or something I, I would get John O'Shea to do a rallying call I think that'll help me around oh definitely get John O'Shea to do a rallying call that, that I'd, I'll get, I'd get Seb Larson to talk to the local media about how we're about to turn a corner Patamal <laughs> <laughs> can talk about how he understands the fans' pain. Yeah. Um, yeah. And Coleman can. Well, to be fair, I like Coleman. He can just continue doing what he's doing. Like his press conferences, he's quite entertaining. Uh, his press conferences are always very entertaining, but is the one after Villery was very down. In regards yeah, to the. Yeah, it was actually yeah, sad. I, I remember watching that and he took a few seconds like to pause to think about what to say. I've never seen him like not. Know what to say before. Mm. I think he's um, he's ran out of ideas. Like I, I don't think he knows how to which, fix it. Which it's fair enough. Like. Fault, yeah. Anyway, Connor, team so selection. The, so the nook of the the question. Aye. Team selection. Uh, for the back, I mean, difficult to know because of injuries. Like, but John O'Shea, Lamincone, centre back. Uh, that seems to be the logical option. I think he'll stick with Steel and Nets as poor as he was on a uh, Tuesday. He was good against Millwall. We're away from home, so maybe he'll. Replicate that that performance. Maybe <laughs> Oviedo at left back. He needs to continue playing left back because he's one of the few players on the team that can competently play football. That goal against Middlesbrough was. Uh, Middlesbrough. Was I'm sorry, against Millwall. Sorry to confuse me. Ems was nice. Yeah, yes, nice right, goal. right in the stanchion. Right back. Uh, depends who we've got fit really. If it's Matthews out, is he? Is it? I don't know. No idea. He seems to have lost him. Yeah, I would. I would play Matthews. If I, I would could play Matthews as well if he was available. Regards to the midfield, I'd be. <laughs> Tempted to go with if it was me personally, I would drop Catamull, I would play Robson with Williams and Ajaria, and then mm-hmm. I would stick with I'd possibly go McGeady on one side, Azora on the other side, and then Madger up front, okay. or Azora in the middle with McManaman and McGeady on the wings. I think if you're playing. Back four wise, I'd probably have the same back four. Maybe I mean, assuming the fitness problems with Galloway might end up at centre half. 
Just no, through Clark necessity. Salter. Clark Salter's back. He's from suspension. Is, is he not? I thought he was suspended for this weekend. Oh, is he still suspended? I think he's still suspended. I. Oh, is this not his third? Oh yeah. yeah so I, be. you know, I wouldn't choose it, but I think Galloway might end up playing there. <laughs> if you're having that midfield three of Robson, Ajaria, and Williams, I think you can't have McGeady and McManaman. You'd have to have like a little Alawa. And now Robson does the the defensive side of the game. Like Robson I know Robson do Robson far. does, but. You'd, you'd do a far better job than what Catamull's been doing. You'd have to ask Williams and Ajaria to have an understanding as as a midfield two that when one goes, one stays and all that. And I don't think you can rely on that to happen straight away because they've not played together. And Lamine Kone is our only fit centre-half apparently at the moment because O'Shea is a doubt for the weekend. Tyus Brown out for the season. So it's like it is literally Billy Jones or the under-23s. Well, so, there is the uh, there is um, well, the Galloway was in the under twenty three. There is another player who could play centre back who I don't want to say the name of because I kind of stand him. But you know, there's that you know that player who you got to say his name. Oh, Jack Rodwell. You're not meant to say. Oh, <laughs> got to put a pound in the swear jar. Oh. <laughs> Just a pound. That's generous. Goldie, we're God. saving up to pay off his contract, Johnny. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so there is that option. Uh, I, I don't think. Yeah. He didn't even play the under twenty threes. I think I was half expecting him maybe be on the bench. He's just disappeared, hasn't he? Didn't Chris well, Coleman I've got a, a fun little anecdote about Jack Rodwell. I, I was speaking to a fella the other weekend who is a steward occasionally at Sunderland matches. Is this stands. one of is this is this one of them? My friend's a steward who knows the manager's no, he, wife. He just stands. He just stands in the car park. A steward there, mm. and uh, he's actually a Hartlepool fan. So you know, I think we've got it tough. He's a Hartlepool fan. Mm. He's uh, he, he stands in the car park. A steward there, and every every game just before half time, Jack Rodwell gets in his car and goes home. Really? We've, yep. heard, we've heard that before. Have we? He's uh, he, he he said he's telling us like he's not a Sunderland fan, but he hates Jack Rodwell with like mm. all his heart because even before this season, like last season and before, he was hopping his car and going home when he wasn't in the squad. Was that not because we were getting beat like four 0 or something? Well, I mean, the game was already <laughs> gone. Like, but <laughs> the game's over as a spectacle, so he's went home. I mean, but it's not like it's not like you needed any more convincing of the character that Jack Rodwell is. But yeah, that's. Another strike against him. I'm not even surprised. Yeah, that was the thing when he told us. I didn't. I, it wasn't like my jaw dropped. Oh, I mean, I, I'd like to be angry if it was like somebody like Catamol or something. I'd be furious, but because it's Rodwell, I just like a fish shake. Are you? Or I just celebrate penalties where there's no chance of that a penalty. Was funny that last night we're at the game, we're in the press box, and there's maybe 15 people on the whole top tier. <laughs> to ourselves, Sutherland <laughs> player ran through, and it looked like the Newcastle player was going to trip him up, but he didn't. My journalistic bias went right out <laughs> the window. Penalty! Penalty! <laughs> he screams it, and everyone in the whole the whole 15 of them just turn around like, who the hell's this? Not <laughs> <laughs> the guy doesn't fall down, just the attack Peter Noah. I just love the lads, man. <laughs> goes bright. Red. <laughs> I didn't go bright red. I was, I was, well, I was it cold. Like, with the cold. It was cold. Bromley made loads of spelling mistakes on the Twitter because um, his hands were cold. That's true. <laughs> to be fair, the Twitter was banging. Last it, night. Oh, it was banging. It was. It was, it was popping best, like. <laughs> I, I, I took over at half time when you went at the toilet, and that was its best. Period. That was the highlight. Like I, I felt like yeah. strong disagreement. Yeah, that's fine. Strong. We all have our strengths and strengths and weaknesses. Gonna. Mine's wow. talking clearly. <laughs> 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 right, um, aye, where were we? We were on team selection, weren't we? Yeah, I've just noticed on the Twitter there as if Connor went, I've earned a Malibu and Coke here. Like, after Copley, you nearly had a nervous breakdown right in the report. Aye, earned a Malibu and Coke? <laughs> One who drinks Malibu and Coke? That's, that, let's talk about that. <laughs> let's go football to a side here. Yeah? Malibu and Coke? <laughs> I actually don't drink Malibu and Coke. That was just the, I was going to go with the pina colada. But so then you, you ironically admitted to drinking Malibu and Coke? Wait, I Wait. What, why? Why not? I mean, I would drink Malibu and Coke if it was on offer. You were wrong and you were like... I like Amaretto, actually. Yeah. Well, you had, you had John saying really enjoyed Rogue Report coverage of the mini Derby night. Shame about the results. So you did get some praise. I mean, I, somebody I, else said it was the best uh, Sunderland coverage they've seen. I mean, in fairness... Apart from beating Chelsea for in, one. In fairness, I was like... I was speaking and then you were just writing my words down and then tweeting them, so... Yeah. So did you tweet penalty? Yeah, I have, <laughs> I have no wisdom in my brain. I have to wait for Copley to say things and then I tweet them. To be fair, you were you couldn't weren't, have put a penalty. Apparently, <laughs> apparently, you did spend some time just staring at the ceiling, like so. <laughs> I just looked up uh, the face off, looked at the ceiling, took a picture as well, put that on the Twitter. That was a hard night for you, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I, I called gone, out Lad Brooks, and I've they gone, deleted a tweet because of his. So I've really, gone gray. I've gone yeah. gray. 
So I saw I saw the call out. I didn't realize they deleted it. Like away I ghosted it because they knew I was on them. I actually I actually woke up like last night when I was asleep because I thought like I thought I'd put something wrong in the match report and I dreamt <laughs> that everybody on Twitter had started throwing his pelters like on mass. So I actually, I actually woke up in a cold sweat about you, the match you report. Did write tune. That wasn't me. That was the editor. Oh, fair enough. I don't, throw I don't, it on the editor. <laughs> I don't. I don't do the headline. Under the bus you go, Gav. Under the bus. <laughs> no, it was um oh, Alex it, McKinn. Yeah. Oh, so, he's getting a lot of stick today, Alex. Sorry, Alex. It's nice, good lad, Alex. <laughs> I like him a lot. Right, anyway, can we please nail this start 11? I've already done mine. Right, Johnny. Um, okay, so as I've said, um, I would do 4 4 2. The back four um, that uh, Connor mentioned. Mike Bassett, you. Yeah. <laughs> four, four, fucking two. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's some Britishness in my team. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then David Moyes goes and plays in Dong after saying, put Britishness in the team. You remember that from last year? And the Republic of Ireland Israel. <laughs> yeah. Um but uh yeah, back four of Corny and O'Shea, um if O'Shea's fit, as you say. Uh Jones and uh, Oviedo. At the back in, in goal, I mean it doesn't really matter because they're all terrible. Um probably steel. But uh, I'd play Johnny Williams at attacking midfield even if he only lasts like one half. Might get it's a couple of goals in that half when he plays. Sorry for Johnny Williams. Yeah. <laughs> sort of like yeah. we don't mean to sound like we're happy for him to get injured as long as he plays like half an hour. That's not what we're saying. Like mm. you know, hopefully um, he stays fit forever from this point. Yeah. Defensive midfielder. Um, I don't know. I'm not a big Catamore fan, but I guess we'll have to play him there. Uh, and then you've got um, on either side, um, McManaman and McGeady, and then up front, as I say, Zoro and uh, Madger. Chris yeah. disagree. Agree. So yeah, I mean back four sort of picks itself just because we haven't got. Uh, also, we're all going for a back four. That's interesting. Yeah, I, I'd like, I'd like to see the back three or back five work, but I feel like players are just sort of they're too worried about it defensively, and we need to just stick with something that's a lot more simple, so we can just not switch off defensively, but we're not constantly worrying about it defensively. You know what I mean? It can be more natural and more automatic. So you go for back four, ideally Coney and O'Shea, because I feel Coney plays better when he's. Next to John O'Shea, plays marginally. Yunus <laughs> Kabul, that's who he plays best with. And I'll get Yunus Kabul. But obviously, two million quid was a good fee to get for Kabul oh, at the time. Good, so good fee, very good, good business fee. from the club last summer. That <sighs> didn't he leave because he had like a family bereavement or something? Though? Well, he was under contract. Tell him no. Took <laughs> 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 into consideration, Kabul, but you are very important to us, so um, we'll give you. A yeah, yeah, hang on, hang on, Yunus. You want to leave, but you're one of our best players, so we're going to sell you for. Uh, a lesser fee anyway I don't get it what's the they, logic you've anymore? really improved this last year to the point where another team wants you when nobody would take it last summer so we'll sell you for the same if not slightly less than what we bought you for because that, that's really good business sense <laughs> clever anyway yeah, continue yeah. Chris so yeah we're back for Brian Oviedo um, Kone O'Shea I mean uh, who's he I've never heard of love <laughs> Matthews <laughs> you know player. one of them Josh Robson, right back. I love. <laughs> Why not? Hell, hell, three's over before he gets a game. But <laughs> honestly, I'm, they'll not give him a game. I'd like to put um, Robson and Azaria in midfield together, and then Williams just above. And I want, but I, they have to have. They need to be more fluid. So if Azaria goes forward, Williams has to right. stop off. They need to have that understanding, which is a bit of a leap. And then oh, up front, I'd have Madja. I'd ask Soro to play the right and. Lawalawa play the left with their responsibilities being a lot defensively as well and expecting the likes of William and Ajaria to be those creative forces and not relying on a sore row to just get the byline and see Chris Cam's gone for like player roles and stuff like that he's got his football manager right? he said fluid as well <laughs> he's going with a fluid yeah 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 fluid or very fluid <laughs> who have you got up front Major. Uh, Major. Major. I would play a back five just to annoy Connor <laughs> with 11 times Gary Rowles a back five with 11 Gary oh, Rolls in the start 11 you muppet <laughs> I was thinking I was kind of fit five and well, 11 into five right what position did Chris Coleman play centre back there you go put him at centre back instead of O'Shea then that's not not a bad shot not a bad <laughs> shot right we shall wrap this up we're going to be back with you um, very shortly anyway on Monday we've got George Colton from the Times coming in hopefully so that should be interesting we've also got an extra podcast um, Graham will be doing that you'll be able to get the QPR fans opinions on Sunderland's plight which is always nice to, to hear other fans laugh at us um, we have Rugger Report TV we'll have a new episode out you can watch me and Connor being really stupid and 
analytical in equal measure? Analytical? Would you say? Now what, what we were doing yesterday, we were saying we're being analytical. It's, like, it's, it's, it's more like a rom-com. <laughs> it's tongue-in-cheek to say the least. Yes. Plenty of discussion about Football Manager as well. Yes. A little bit of FM. Mean. We should do one of them joint seasons, you know. Dragon. Like hey, I'm ready to go. Yeah. I've opened it up right now. Let's go. It's on the laptop. It's you on the were invited, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> oh, two- no. <laughs> this is a two man thing. You got in the middle of that bromance there. I know. I feel a bit of a third way like. You, you and Goldie can have your yeah. uh, Make sure to check out the Rug Report Twitter, which is at Rug Report. We are on Facebook. We're also on Instagram. And for all your latest Sunderland AFC match reports, news, tidbits, opinions, Bromley having a meltdown, stats. Go over to rugreport.com. You can't really, you can't really lose out, can you? Very rarely. There's have a couple of. Now. There's a great article. <laughs> great article about like why you should buy Sunderland AFC. Up I buy Tom there. Walsh. He's probably the best write, writer on Rug Report. I would say. It's like, great. Unbelievable article. Really There's cans and megabus as well. Ah, that's great as well. Superb <laughs> feature. And we are also sponsored today by Church Lane Burgers. You can find them just opposite the Empire Theatre. Very good stuff. We good, went we went beer. before the Villa match, didn't we? Oh, it was very what good. What did you have? You had the um, Cub Swine with me. Yeah, good. Very good burger. Um, succulent. Uh, good texture. Well good seasoned. seasoned. Uh, very, <laughs> well seasoned. Yeah. Very, very well seasoned. The bun. <laughs> The bun was manageable, but not you know. Sometimes the buns can be too big. It was the right and size. It had a nice, nice sesame seed um, yeah, was, texture on it. Yeah, didn't it? See, it wasn't yeah. random at all. It was all planned. The seasoning, yeah. it was all, it was all bit. Oh, it had a specific sauce on, like the house sauce, which was very nice. Aye. Cheese was brilliantly melted. Aye. Very good. Um, the chips on the side were nice. Cool, slow. Not a fan. Didn't need it. I'm, I'm impressed because like I didn't even tell Bromley to come up with this stuff and he's just <laughs> doing it off the top of his own. clearly been on his mind you've not, you not been on my food blogging website no you? I haven't Johnny have you enjoyed your uh, your report debut that's yeah, been great enjoyed my debut yes um, hopefully it can count contributors equally every week or something like that I'm trying to say something. don't get ahead of yourself you're an option yeah 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 you're yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on the bench next week you're a, you're a hot come on last minute we might offer you a new yes. contract you might break through you never know Right, yeah, it's been you. privileged, thank you. Oh, anytime, anytime. It's been it's been a, a nice group therapy session as usual. That, I, I feel good. Had a good laugh. Right. Chris, thanks for uh, thanks for coming in. Uh, any bother, anytime. Bromley, thanks for coming in. Good. Enjoy. Same to you, Johnny. I've been James Copley. Much. This is the Rope Report Podcast. Enjoy your week. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.